Hey, good morning, good afternoon or good evening, depending on when you've tuned in to watch this edition of Hypnosis Week Live. My name, as always, is Alex William Smith by birth, but better known to many of you as the British bad boy of hypnosis, Jonathan Royal of MagicalGuru.com. As always, enough about me. I've got another wonderful guest for you this week who's going to share with you their insights, experiences and well yeah insights and experiences and thoughts and views and ideas and whatnot on different areas of hypnotherapy this gentleman I had the pleasure of meeting my time scale of things is ridiculous but it was sometime in the past 18 months um i literally can't remember right this second but it was sometime in the past 18 months uh in chesterfield in england at future house therapy center where i was doing uh, an event there we met physically in person i got talking very knowledgeable very experienced uh but that aside if that as always on these shows i will be asking the questions that you the people at home uh will likely have running through your head although i do still keep getting emails telling me you should have asked this you should have asked that sorry time is limited it's only the ones that jump to mind so please welcome all the way from ireland cormac coloran hi alex nice to be here i think it was probably about 10 months ago i'm thinking maybe april last year in chesterfield when we met there you go it just, it just life it's like it doesn't seem to 10 and a bit years ago that my daughter was born i just these days i don't know what day it is most of the time uh, yeah, thanks for joining us on the show, Carmack. Now, look, later on, we're going to talk. Obviously, you're going to. I'll give you an opportunity to give out your website, and we'll also make sure that the link to it is below the video and whatnot, so that anyone interested in what we'll talk about towards the end of the interview, namely this, um, for want of a better phrase, I'm going to say franchise that you're in the process of uh, introducing to the hypnotherapy market. Anyone who wants to find out more can contact you. And I know that you've got certain kind of like free taste days coming up and stuff that they might be able to come along to and all that. I'll give you a chance to go into all that later. Although initially, the question I ask everyone before we get down to brass tacks, as it were, is before you were a hypnotherapist, there was a time when you didn't know anything about this stuff. So what was your journey to get to here, so to speak? How did you end up involved in this industry? Okay. So I used to work in the pharmaceutical and medical device sector. Um, I used to work in what we call continuous improvement, continuous processes. They're highly regulated industries. And um, I suppose now I'm in continuous improvement as well, only it's people rather than processes. I, had hypnosis many years ago to quit smoking. I was quite enthralled by it. I've always had an interest in human psychology. I've always had an interest in human behavior and how we can affect that. So um, over 10 years ago, I left the pharmaceutical sector and I studied coaching. From um, journey into coaching, what I found out was it was quite easy to lay out a path of improvement for someone. It was quite easy to set goals goals, milestones, identify obstacles and decide how we're going to overcome these obstacles. But quite often there was still inertia within the client that everything was left for them to do but they weren't able to do anything. And that led me to exploring how can we overcome this? How can we overcome what's happening at a deeper level? Find that 
is preventing them from taking the steps that they want to take. And that led me through studying NLP right through to hypnosis, where I began to discover the power of the subconscious mind. So I have been running Dublin Hypnosis Clinic here in South Dublin for the past eight years and also running Results Focus Hypnosis, which I think we'll talk about later. Okay, I'll just make a note of that for Results Focus RFA, okay? I have notes here. People are wondering when I look down, it's so that we can make sure we get everything covered. Okay, so that's how you got to where you are. Now, eight years, well, this will probably, we probably are going to segue into the whole franchise thing as we go along, but I suppose we're probably best off starting there, but then we'll segue off it and go back to it. So in terms of, um, could you mention to me that you're kind of setting up a, I don't, well, in your words, what, what would you call it? I mean, to me, it sounded like a franchise, but there again, it could be classed as just being a, uh, a proven business model. Uh, it depends in what manner that you're going to share this with therapists to help them increase their business. What I mean, how would you describe it? Um, one of the big problems I see is therapists, like really good therapists, they train, they get the skills, they get quite good at it, but they have no idea how to turn their skills into a business. They have no, no idea to actually become a therapist, get regular business from it. So... I've seen that. I've been I've been training therapists for um for quite a while now, and I've seen many many really good people. Um, they get their training, and months after, years later, they're not doing it anymore because they had no idea how to earn money from it. So, what I'm doing um and intend to do, Alex, is to solve that problem for people. I have business experience from my coaching. I used to do quite a bit of um business coaching. I used to run Start Your Own Business courses for Enterprise Board Ireland and across Dublin. Um, so I understand the business side of things. And I'm taking what I've what I've learned from my own practice. I'm taking what I've learned from coaching um, small business people. And I'm creating, I suppose, a model individual therapists from different geographical locations can plug into the system it saves them like investing in their own website it saves them having to digital marketers and social media people all of this stuff is done for them also in terms of like processes like how to speak to a client on the phone so that they they turn from an inquiry into a client and as you as you know that's not the simplest thing lots of our clients they ring around and if you're speaking to them I believe it's incumbent on you to have them in your office and you helping them so so there's, there's processes that can help improve people in all of these areas so along with taking care of the business side of things there's a lot of training and mentoring involved with, with result hypnosis the idea is that we begin to build like a, a community or a family of therapists that we, we meet online every week um, ideally once a month together we'll, we'll come somewhere together in, in, in the UK or in Ireland and um, share thoughts share ideas everything together so that people are involved rather than doing a training and you know leaving the industry becoming involved becoming involved with family that uh, can help each other out um, an example might be you have a client coming to you, you don't know exactly what to do with them or 
you're not sure what the best approach is. When we have a group of therapists together, someone can bring in their issue, have a chat about it, so that now they're going back out with, um, you know, proven and tested methods. Right. So I assume this is just a marketing thing then. You're not going to be teaching people how to actually treat people then, are you? So the so reason I asked that is, is one you side. said, like, for example, if people don't know how to deal with something, they can speak to the family, as it were, the, the group. But so I assume you're not going to be this is for people who are already being trained somewhere. This isn't for. I'm looking for people that are trained. Absolutely. Um, there will be there will be ongoing training and support. Um, one of the, the philosophies that I myself is of a, a growth mindset um, rather than fixed so that means you're always learning um, again I think when, when we're, Can I just clarify we're, we're, this, is de this, is definitely, this is definitely not for people who've never done hypnotherapy training before you're not like no. going to be teaching them no definitely not they, they, they need to have hypnosis training I, I want people to be able to um, step in and actually deal with straight away no that's cool there's I obviously to clarify be that because of the comment yeah. you made before about you know if they didn't know how to deal with something because it's always been my opinion that if somebody does a bloody hypnotherapy training and find themselves in the position where they don't know how to treat somebody for something then frankly they should go back to the person they learned with and demand a full refund because the course wasn't fit for purpose frankly in my opinion if you've been taught right you only need one course simple um yeah, I, I certainly agree. And unfortunately, I've seen lots of trainings out there that um, people come out after their training and they don't feel confident enough to deal with client issues. Mm. Um, they may feel confident to deal with a few, but uh, once it gets complicated, they don't feel that confidence. So um, in, in those kind of areas, um, there kind of support. There is that kind of, there, there'll always be um, extra training. There'll always be honing your, your skills. There's always going to be mentoring helping people to, um, you know, if they've tried one or two things with a client, we talk about like what else might work. So it is that type of support that people need, especially people in their in their formative years as a hypnotherapist. What, um, let's get to brass tacks here, because I mean, it's that, in theory, it sounds like a wonderful idea. Um, but I'm sure people at home will, thoughts running through the head and questions that you probably get bombarded with emails but if we ask them now at least then any emails you get won't be asking these questions because you'll have already answered them so it'll save your yeah. inbox being full of the time wasty ones so the okay. first thing that occurs to mind is the general advice to anyone in business and i'm not talking about hypnosis just any business full stop when it comes to franchise if you get something like national franchise magazine for example mm -hmm. it will categorically in the front of national franchise magazine uh, lay out a few things you should do due diligence wise before you invest in a franchise mm -hmm. so that you know the full you know the the full picture as it were because uh, you know glossy magazine adverts can seem dead glossy and wonderful but then when you dig under the surface it may be that what they're claiming is entirely true it's just that in actual fact you're not cut out for that type of work or whatever so you know it's not necessarily anything personal about the business opportunity 
Well, one or two of the things they will definitely bring up is they will say, well, ask, and I'm not going to ask you to do that right now because obviously I didn't give you any prior warning of this. But one of the things they will ask is to ask the person selling the franchise or business opportunity to uh, clarify how much they themselves have turned over, you know, on a yearly basis for the sort of past three years. Mm-hmm. Um, so there you go. What was your turnover in the past trading year, the year before that and the year before that? Was it a nice six figure and above income? Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I expect that the franchisees will be um, franchisees should be doing a minimum of two grand a week. Uh, I expect really most of them to be doing more than that. Okay. Yeah. Now, there's like, expectation, but you talk about proven business models, which which is what franchises or, or business models are about. So, I, have you been, are you, as it were, the pilot in this, or have you actually set up a pilot with somebody else? And I ask that because I've got experience in the franchise industry in so much as I was involved in helping to set up the largest chain of entertainment agencies in um, England and Europe ever that had like 56 different regional offices at one time. And before we ever took it to the marketplace and claimed it to be proven, rather than it just being the entertainment agency office that I worked within, they got someone else, uh, an external company, to run the business model and got proven um verified uh limited company accounts to show their turnover over a trading year going from zero to hero using that business model to prove that it actually works for other people before we even ever went to the marketplace so i mean have you done that with somebody um no i haven't because we're we're still what I do have is a team of uh, very professional um, social media guys, um, Google AdWords guys. I've got I've built up a team of people around that have been working for my clinic in South Dublin. Um, my clinic in South Dublin. Literally now I have um, I have a three to four week waiting list all the time. Um, I'd be happy to show um, people individually that are interested in coming onto the into the clinic i'll be happy to show them some actual statements of accounts um i'm certainly not happy to build figures here online straight out like that but any people that are interested why not because i categorically say that my you know turnover um is well in excess of the figures that we've been um mentioning but there again i don't i don't i'm not selling somebody a a franchise and claiming to give them a proven business model that's going to make them X amount of money. If I was, I would categorically be publishing my account. I can absolutely categorically say that my turnover is well in excess of um, 100 grand. More importantly, what sort of profit level? Because turnover is the same business as vanity. Profit is, is six figures. Okay. Okay. People will hold you to that and check. There, I'm no doubt they'll want to see documents. But in that case, yeah, that is. 
into oh, the realms of being, uh, you know, a, a sort of income that people would realistically want to invest into finding out how to uh, acquire. However, I think so. And I, what I would say is, um, um, I'm not going to promise people in year one or year two that they're going to make a six-figure profit. I do expect that many will, but I'm not going to promise that to people. Um, I do myself in in the area I'm in. I'm in um, I'm in a populated area in South Dublin, um, so there's enough people out there. Uh, all that we really need are uh, is it's throwing the net out in the most efficient cost efficient way to bring in the right types of inquiries when the right types of inquiries are there and from then the process is about how to convert that inquiry into a client and then when the client is there is to actually um, give that client the right solution for the problem and when the problem is solved that they've had good enough experiences with you that they're not just happy to say okay I've gone from problems state state that they've used a part of their mind they don't normally use to get to the solution why not go further so it's about having processes in place to have that client happy to become a regular client once we've got those steps in place now um, why should anyone become a regular client of a hypnotherapist at all i mean isn't that slightly um that sounds at first sight to me somewhat unethical and immoral Unless the person comes, for example, you know, they come. Somebody comes for stop smoking. Why should you be trying to upsell them somewhere else? Surely, if you well, treat smoking in the right way, you'll be finding the underlying cause, the triggers that made them smoke. You'll be removing them so that symptom substitution can't take place. So there's no reason why it should manifest anywhere else. In which case, why should you be trying to upsell them something else that clearly at that moment in time they don't want? So let let me answer that. Um, I believe that um, so most of my clients have come to me for quitting smoking. It was a problem that they had that up to that point was impossible for them to solve themselves. They've spent an hour with me and now they've solved that problem by using a different part of their mind. There's a whole part of them that kind of sits up and, and goes, what, what else did I think was impossible that could be possible? So when that part of them is triggered, they start to look around at other areas in their life. So, you know, maybe my job, I'm not really happy with my job. Maybe I've been have limiting beliefs about my ability to get a new job or to get a raise or to get promotion. Uh, other areas of their life, it could be their health, their fitness, their family, their relationships, things that they thought were impossible. And now there's a part of their mind trigger that goes, maybe it's possible. So as a result of the session with smoking, I have a lot of clients that say to me, wow, that was amazing. And they call me back in a few weeks' time and go, you know, I'm thinking there's other others area, other areas that I'd like to make improvements in. Um, can I come back in? And at that point, then, uh, when they come back in, I'll sit down and I'll do, I'll use kind of a, a life coaching model to um, get an understanding of where you are now in certain areas in your life and what are the outcomes you'd like. Mm-hmm. We do um, hypnosis sessions around bringing them from where they are to where they want to be. Um, and it, 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 it's it's than just problem to solution. Now you can go from solution to living a fantastic life. For the record, I mean, anyone who's watched other episodes of Hypnosis Week knows that I'm playing devil's advocate here and asking the questions that you want to. I, I knew there'd be an answer like that. 
because the truth it does happen you do get clients that would realize if i've managed to achieve this oh perhaps i could deal with that as well um but i don't want to be the one saying that i let it come from carmack you see however putting the uh, devil's advocate uh, advocate even bloody speak now get a new set of teeth okay we'll try that again playing devil's advert again why I get that you can't guarantee somebody that you using X, Y, Z business model that they're going to necessarily make a six-figure income in the first year. I totally get that because you don't know their geographic background. You you, you don't. Um, th there's so many variable factors that it's going to take a matter of time you working with that person to, to, to tailor things to what their specific geographic and all other elements are so I, I do totally get that however if you have strategies and are uh, business models that work that you, you you should have at least some level of confidence in them my, my, the way i would put that is i do not profess to guarantee that anyone using certain business models that I will teach them is necessarily going to earn six figures or more a year. I just make it quite clear these have worked for people, uh, but the fact is you've got to actually put things into action <laughs> for starters. Nothing happens without some kind of action on, on their part. But what I do do, despite the fact that I'm not charging them a monthly franchise fee, despite the fact that I charge... So the amount of training they get far lower than anyone on the planet. I still offer two things. So my question would be, you know, devil's advocate wise, why not offer similar things? One is I offer people a full money back guarantee. A one year, 100% satisfaction money back guarantee. And that is quantified by the fact that they are guaranteed to earn at least £12,000 sterling or the equivalent in euros, dollars, whatever their currency is, more bottom line profits during the 12 months from joining my Elite Hypnosis Bootcamp than they did in the previous 12 months before joining it or they get 100% of the money back. Simple. Now, I'm not claiming that I'm going to teach them how to make 100 grand or more a year, although many people do. I'm just saying that as long as they put into action what's in the boot camp, they will make at least £12,000 sterling or the equivalent in euros or dollars. More profits, that's the key word, after expenses, more profits in the next 12 months after joining the boot camp than they did in the previous 12 months. Mm -hmm. And I've only ever had to refund one person in the past, like, 10 years. And even that... Frankly, legally, I wouldn't have needed to because it was clear that they hadn't even taken any action at all. So there's got to be some level of confidence in what you're offering. What sort of what sort of guarantees are you going to offer people? Um, so in terms of, I suppose there are two different products in terms of like for a money back guarantee, like uh, I'm not offering a digital product. Um, I'm uh, like no, but I'm going based on results. I, you know, all right, I'm selling people stuff that's in a digital format with the Elite Hypnosis Bootcamp. But that said, they also get free backup advice from me. So if ever they need to, 
They can email me, ring me, ask whatever they need. So it's not about it being digital or physical. It's about results. I'm giving people a quantified, guaranteed result that they take the information, they put it into action. That's the key. Same yeah. as it'd have to be with you. It's no good you teaching them yeah, something if you don't do it. Yeah. And as yeah. long as they do that, I'm guaranteeing them £12,000 sterling or the equivalent in euros or dollars, more bottom line profits, profits, not yeah. turnover, profits, additional mm -hmm in the next 12 months from joining the boot camp than they got in the previous 12 months, or they get the money back. Simple. Um, my expectation, um, my my minimum expectation in a year is that as it would take an income of 50 grand. Um, that's like a thousand euros a week or a thousand pounds a week, wherever they yeah. are. Um, that's my Same minimum expectation. expectation. What are you prepared to guarantee? Um, I'm not, no, um, for the simple reason that... If you're not prepared that, to guarantee something, um, it really so raises alarm bells. You know, you look at National Franchise Magazine, for example, uh, and there's a wheelie bin cleaning business, just at random. I'm not going to mention its name. Um, if you want to get National Franchise Magazine, you'll find it. It has double-page uh, adverts in there. And they categorically guarantee that as long as you follow their business plan to the letter... Yeah. That in your own geographic area, that you will make a guaranteed level of income in your first year, guaranteed, otherwise you are refunded any of the franchise fees or other payments that you've made, because they know their business model. Their advert then clearly states, we expect you to earn more than that, but this is the level we're prepared to guarantee, quantify oh, that is so on the fact people putting into action. In terms of a guarantee, um, I would consider um, achievable conversion of uh, inquiries into clients to be 50%, especially with the training that I will give any franchise holders. So um, the, the guarantee that I would be giving people um, is that, that they're enough inquiries that if they convert half them using the training I give them and using the pricing packages that I give them that if they convert half that they're going to be making an income of 50 grand in a year now, now income, I understand about profit because cost of acquisition of so, clients so yeah so so um, um, me myself I probably spend uh, out a little under 50 grand a year to run my business um i would be expecting people this is to run just my, my clinic in dublin i would be expecting people to spend um about 15 grand a year for the franchise so 1250 a month um and out of that so i think then minimum really that people will be expecting will be 30 grand a year at the minimum this is my expectation for people we're still in early days so i expect there to be some teething problems especially just, with I'm getting just, to know i'm totally this. playing devil's advocate and i'm sorry it's unfortunate for you as an interviewee carmack that yeah that i actually sell a, a, a package that contains all the marketing materials anyone ever needs as long as they get off their ass, study them and put them into action. 
So I'm in a unique position to be able to ask awkward questions on this one. Mm-hmm. So if we say that you're on about them spending 1250 quid a month yeah, for the franchise, yep. that's what the, are you saying that that is including what their their advert spend would be on, say, Facebook advertising, Google AdWords, or is that what they're paying you and then they've got to pay for the Google AdWords and Facebook advertising on top? No, no. Google AdWords is included in that. Social media is included in that. Um, We will leave the the option for people to boost their own ads on Facebook. Um, So if they want to put extra boosts, but we will create all the ads. We will create, I mean, I spent a day yesterday um, with a videographer creating new ads, creating good high quality videos for results focused hypnosis. Um, So we have all the templates for people to create their own. We have um, professional ones that I've created so that when someone comes to visit the website, they can see them, but also the social media outlets. Each different person in whatever area they have will be met an administrator of their own page. So it might be results focused as Chesterfield, for example, Mm -hmm. and they will get to run that page. We will put posts through that page on a daily basis. We will create ads for that page. We'll create videos for that page. We'll have testimonials for the page. All of this stuff that takes time that lots of people are afraid, lots of people don't know how to do, all of that stuff is taken care of them. We will be saying to people, if you wish to boost ads yourself via Facebook, that you do that. We do, however, advise on um, the different type of spend between, like, between Google Ads and Facebook. Their advertise fee will pay for their ads, for their Google Ads. In my experience, an inquiry from Google is highly, highly way more comfortable than an inquiry through Facebook. The simple reason being, if someone inquires through Google, they're actually in the change process themselves. They have decided to change, they've gone and searched, they've made an inquiry. If it's Facebook, they're just scrolling through the phone in the evening, they come across this thing about quit smoking and interrupt, like interruption marketing, it's called, as I'm sure you know. And it's, um, they'll kind of click on and go, oh, maybe, and they'll like send a message. This is it. Most of those inquiries, um, tend out to tend to be kind of dead robbers. They're not any near as motivated as Google inquiries. So what I've found is that you could spend a lot of time ringing people, following people up, emailing people that are Facebook inquiries that just aren't there. They're not in that space. You may get one or two, which is why it's important. I think the main strategy around social media is that it's presence. So that if a person does come to that point where they decide that they want to do it, they've seen your ad lots of times. They've seen your presence. They've seen your post. It's building you as a an authority. It's building your brand as an authority and a thing in their mind. So, so while that's important, our main area of focus will be on paid Google advertising and SEO advertising because that's where people are hot. That's where people are ready to make changes your franchise fee does cover all of that Google Ads. Okay. Now, there has to clearly be a limit on how much Google advertising you're going to do on people if you're only charging them 1250 quid a month. 
For example, for certain areas of my business, I spend well over 1250 quid in a month on Google AdWords. Mm-hmm. However, my return on investment makes it well worthwhile. For every pound I spend, I'm yep. making a very nice profit. Thank you very much. And that is the point. The more, I mean, you go, the more you Google advertising, depending on what you are marketing and depending on what you are charging, can affect how much you've got to actually spend. Yeah. To get your return on investment, you, you actual to hit the people who can afford what you're charging if you're going for a higher bracket or whatnot. So how are you quantifying that in the sense that are you, are you telling people what they're supposed to be charging their clients, for example? Yeah, I'm, I'm certainly advising. Um I am uh, talking about um, the model that we use. I'll start advising. We will be, um, so when people come in from different areas, we just do a little bit of research. We find out what people are charging in that area. We want to position ourselves. Um, I I certainly believe in positioning ourselves at the premium end of the market. Um, I do understand that we certain areas that we need to have wiggle room on that. And I fully expect that there'll be thieving problems that we'll have to work out with people. So I'm not rigid on hard things. Um, I know that in early stages of a new business, there's a major opportunity for people. I also know that there's, there'll be thieving problems. So I understand that. I expect that that will happen. In terms of, um, like, in terms of advertising, just say, um, you wanted to do um, a national media campaign. Now, a single hypnotherapist to do that, it's just going to be, it's, it, it prices them out of it's too expensive. But what about if there's 20 or 30 people across uh, the UK? So you can and also push your money into the pond because media advertising is dead. <laughs> Pointless exercise. So, so, so what I mean is when you choose the exact right media, when you choose the right place, it might be um, a certain um, corporate well-being uh, expo, for example. So rather than one person just getting a, a stand there, the company gets a stand there. So everyone that has a franchise gets benefit from that. Mm-hmm. So there are a lot of things like this. Also, for example, so let's just say, so we, we mentioned Chesterfield, where our friend Martin Rothery is. Um, let's just say that someone had a, a franchise in Chesterfield. So what I intend on doing is having days for, um, maybe it's once a month, that we bring each of our therapists, we all go to this place, so we'd all go to Chesterfield, and we would have an advertising campaign around that town and that area in the weeks leading up to it saying um, that there's a bunch of hypnotherapists coming, there's going to be an evening where you get free hypnosis, so we'd give a talk to people, maybe it's around anxiety, maybe it's weight loss, we decide what's what we think is most prevalent in that area. So whoever holds that franchise, they're getting lots of people, they're getting lots of business, uh, lots of interest, lots of people in all uh, in, in a certain day, and they're hearing about hypnosis. There's going to be 10 or 12 or more hypnotherapists working with people individually through the thing. You're building the profile of the practice. 
You're building um, the profile of hypnosis in the area, which is very important. Lots of people have anxiety. Lots of people have no idea that hypnosis can help them over it. So that we're we're going to use the um, the power of the group to go into a certain area and really build a profile of that practice. So and then we can get some local media in and say this is so local media. Well, here there's like 15 hypnotherapists coming into this area, giving free hypnosis to people who, who can't afford it. So there's you're getting um, profile. Why 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 would 14 of those hit you? Why would 14 out of those 15 hypnotherapists want to go into that other hypnotherapist area to help them? When frankly, any clients will be from that area for them. Because yeah, but then if they get really busy, you see, off an event like that, they're not going to have any time to go to some other area and do stuff for the other therapist, are they? It's fundamentally flawed. That would be a lovely problem. I think that would be a lovely problem. I mean, it's fundamentally football. If you don't have that problem, then it's not working, is it, to get clients? Yeah, yeah. It'd be a great problem to have. I think we're, when we're in that space where it's good to have, um, the, the idea then is that, like, you know, we're not just individual therapists spread out. We're, we're helping each other. And that there'll be, be a bit of fun with these things. I know you like a, a, a night out with other hypnotherapists and a bit of fun. There'll be a bit of fun with these things as well, a bit of camaraderie. And so that... People need a support network. I couldn't agree more. And having, having the crack with other people in the industry, fine. But when it comes to actual the nuts and bolts structure of a business, um, yeah. the simple fact is the most successful people in this industry are one man or one woman bands who may be possibly whether it's their wife, their husband, a family member, or someone stuck on the payroll, it doesn't really matter, have an assistant who fields the inquiries and does certain elements of making sure things run smoothly. But beyond that, it's kept very in-house, and you don't you don't share the workings of your business with other therapists. And I guarantee you that all the multimillionaires in this industry, and I've worked with a hell of a lot of them, and that's not an idle boast. Anyone can Google and they'll soon find pictures of me with millionaire life coaches and hypnotists who I've advised. Mm-hmm. They, they would all tell you that it's commercial suicide um, in this industry to associate yourself with dozens of other therapists. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I suppose uh, a good point. I'm. Um, I guess I'm not talking to those people in this interview. I guess the people I'm talking to are other people that haven't, that aren't the multimillionaires, that have done the training, that don't know how to turn it into a business, that would like a step up, that would like a help, that would like to potentially, first of all, to earn a really good living, would like to potentially, within a year or two, be earning a six-figure income. Um, I imagine that there will be people that join that after a while would just go straight through the roof on it and would go out on their own and they may be ones that become those millionaire and billionaire hypnotherapists um uh, uh it if they stayed with the franchise when they become millionaire and billionaire hypnotherapists but uh, i imagine lots of people will just go through the roof of it and continue on their own and if if the franchise business was a stepping stone for them along the way then you know i obviously wish them all the best that's uh, i would consider that um uh, a success story.
Cool. So, I mean, in terms of branding, some things tend to have a, an umbrella name or so yeah. to speak. Um, what is it people will be buying into? So, results-focused hypnosis um, is, first of all, uh, so it's so there's marketing, obviously. Marketing, it's, it's done for you. It's, it's like a done-for-you package. The only thing that we don't do is talk to your clients for you and, and give the therapy to your clients. That's what you do. Everything else is done for you in terms of uh, getting clients, um, getting inquiries. We give you the training. Like, here's... So, I've... Tr- trained hypnotists in Ireland on this one simple process, the, te- the phone process, how to convert someone from an inquiry to a client. And for the clients, the, for the therapists that I've trained, um, to a single person, they've at least doubled their conversion rates be- because of the process that I teach them. Um, I use it myself all the time with clients. Um, what it means if they're doubling their conversion rates, they're du- doubling their annual income just by this single process. And it's a way that we speak to a client. It's a way that um, it, it uses ecology, it uses um, trust, it, um, it builds uh, compliance like we do in hypnotherapy. And um, it's, it's just one or more of, those, of these things that we have as part of the franchise. Let me get into a few more of the other other that are in it so for example um, we will we will have I'm not a hundred percent sure how this will go yet Uh, I want to have other areas where people can where franchisees can make residual income so there will be things like recordings now um, uh, if your client has come to you for a while and you're finished seeing them that if you want to sell your client a recording there will be on the website, and if your client purchases one, you get 50% of the sale of that. Um, there will be things like um, teaching or how to run training courses, how to uh, hold um, evening courses, so that we'll, we'll have some online that people can sign up to. So, inquiry of yours, whether they become a client or just an inquiry, if someone that came through your franchise purchases a training course, um, and an audio um, the hypnosis audio then you get the 50% of what that what do you mean by training course by the way you know I was talking earlier about um, people that have uh, come in for quit smoking and then they're like oh you know what this is brilliant I want to get more, more of this mm-hmm. so it would be nice to have an option for them to say well there's an online course that you can do that we've created specifically for building your confidence team there's an online course that we've created specifically for and um, these are still in early days um, these are just things that, that not um, I, I'm not in a position to reveal too much about them yet but I suppose just to let people that are curious them know that there's you know I mentioned continuous improvement earlier this you know continuous improvement of, of processes in, in my past work in farmers here, continuous improvement in people that we work with all the time. There's continuous improvement, that same principle around building this franchise. How else can we uh, give a franchisee um, 
income for, for, for kind of doing nothing? How can I give them residual income? Why, why the hell would um, anyone want to sell their therapy client a recording with someone else's face or voice on it, for example, when the therapy client's got their result with me, if I'm the franchisee, and therefore the rapport, the trust, the belief, all the elements that make therapy work are firmly not just in place, but have been heightened even more because they've got the result that they wanted. Why the frigging hell would I on any level logically want to say, go and buy this with someone else's voice or face on? Why wouldn't I just record my own? Because that's going to have a far better effect for the client who now already believes that I am the person who not only can, but has helped them already once. Yes, uh, I, I expect that's what we'll do. I expect that that's where we'll get to, where I will um, I will help the, the, the franchisees to record them. We'll put um, professional back so that they'll be able to record their own. I expect that that's where we'll get to. Um, I also just think give them that proven scripts, the necessary software and training to be able to do their own from day one. Because that's actually better for the client. Mm -hmm. um, so the, I suppose the main area of concern I have is how we're going to introduce it. Um, it's not I don't want a franchise. I've got all of that stuff inside the Elite Hypnosis Bootcamp. Scripts for everything, the software's in there so that they can record, copyright free music so, for the background and instructions on how to make them. Um, more 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 the, the business model side of it that um what we want is so if someone is, is um making an inquiry to come to see a hypnotherapist, they've decided that they want one on one as opposed to to you know going on YouTube and getting something for free so um, the business model side thing what I want to do is protect the initial journey of, of the um, of the client for the franchisee so that they're not distracted by oh I can get this for 20 quid or 50 quid a recording rather than going to see the hypnotherapist if originally decided that they want to come and see a hypnotherapist we want to make that journey clear for them but beyond the actual client hypnotherapist Relationship. I'm exploring ways of offering our franchisees, our franchise holders, a way of earning a residual income that um, that we have things done for them. That we have, um, um, for example, like it could be an online course, or it could be that you know I'll teach the franchisees how to run this particular course, how to set it out. We have all the modules done. I'll teach Teach them how to do it, teach them how to market it so that maybe one evening of the week they're going to have 15, 20 people in a room where they're obviously going to increase income if you have 15, 20 people paying 40 quid a night as opposed to a person paying, you know, 100 or 200. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, there's going to be more income from that. So there are, there are areas that will be coming on straight. So that version one, we have version 2.0 and 3.0 back here, but we're not introducing them yet. What we want to do is get as seamless uh, as possible as we can in introduction. Get people in, get them um, acquiring clients, get them um, 
um, getting good results for the clients, obviously, and getting referrals. Um, I mean, e even things like referrals, most clients there have no idea to, or most franchisees or, or, or therapists just, just don't know how to ask for referrals. And as you know, it's very simple, but people don't know how to do that. People don't, uh, people don't feel good about it. We even have things like, you know, you can think you've got a client arriving to you on Tuesday afternoon or Wednesday afternoon, don't show up. They've booked a session for quit smoke and then they've decided on that they're afraid to do it and they don't show up. So what we teach you, it when you've already been paid. I had, I had, I had that for years. Um, you know, thinking people were going to come and they don't come until I got a solution. Well, that clearly doesn't matter, does it? I love it if clients don't show up because I've already had the money. Excellent. So if you've if you've already had the money, that's fine. Fifty percent paid up from fifty percent deposit when they book. The other fifty percent must be paid in full. It's taken automatically at least two weeks before the date that they're coming. If they're not prepared to do that, um, frankly, it, they're it not ready for change. Yeah, I mean, it works in certain areas. Um, works anywhere if somebody's truly ready for change. If they're not prepared to commit to pay for it in advance, they're not serious enough, are they? Let's be honest. There's no, no excuses about this. Oh, different geographic areas can't afford it. Bullshit. Those geographic areas where they're impoverished, apparently, and they're on, you know, universal credit or whatever benefits are the ones where they're walking around in the brand new 150 quid trainers. And they've got the 36 inch widescreen TV and the PlayStation, the latest Xbox and all this bollocks. If they really, really want to change uh, something in their life, they'll go, you know what, I'm not going to buy the brand new iPhone number 9.8, whatever it is, and queue up this Friday. I'll uh, go and get this issue in my life sorted out instead because they can clearly find the money for the new iPhone 9 point whatever the bloody hell it is it's about priorities and if they really want to change isn't it really I, I certainly have lots of clients that uh, do really want that change that aren't driving around in the fancy cars and the big TV the brand new phone that genuinely want change that have um, very high housing costs I mean Dublin uh, itself uh, um, rent is extortionate. I have clients that um, want the change that will book in with me for literally the day after they get paid. Um, mm. I'm sure that's right around the place. It's right, not just Ireland, it's the UK, it's the US. It's right, but you know what, if they really want that change, and let's say they haven't got the new trains, the new TV, they're just paying the bills, so they, can't, they literally don't have spare money or they're not working a job when they're also claiming bloody benefits as a lot of these people do i know i'm probably upsetting a lot of people hey ho don't care um what you know the fact is if they really want that change go and sell your bloody gold bracelet you inherited or something go and sell something if you really want something you will make it happen in life i don't disagree I don't disagree. Maybe we need them to be in our in our office, and we need to speak to them before they before they understand that also. When they're out there living their lives, have that same uh, level of reality that you have. Mm. But isn't that your job from a marketing perspective to ramp up the pain enough that when they see the advertising, the pain so ramped up that in that moment, the only thing they can think of is getting that money to pay for the solution. That you've just bought right under there. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely, and uh, and we're always playing a percentages game, and um, if we can uh, 
we, we've got to hit the right note. Um, I think really when when they come in and meet us is when we can really ramp up that pain with them when they when it when it hits hits home to them. I think marketing can only do a certain amount. Marketing generally has like very very, you know, it only has a second or two in terms of social media marketing. So that's what we're aiming to do. We're aiming to catch attention. We're aiming to do that. Um, but as you know, it's a percentages game. Yeah. Um, what we was hit the right percentages. I don't have all the answers. I have a lot of answers. I have a lot of experience. I have learned from a lot of painful We say it's a percentage game, and it is to a degree, but those percentages can be massively narrowed down or heightened depending on the context of what you're saying. So I'll give it a context. Yes, you hit a marketing message at 100 people, and you might, if you just did it randomly on the street, get... In, in normal mail order advertising, they say two and you know between one to two and a half percent conversion rate. Mm-hmm. That is the industry standard for you know if you're getting above two and a half percent conversion rate on a direct mail mail shop to random people, then you've got a good return, assuming yeah. that you've done your pricing strategy right. So that one and a one to two and a half percent would give you a profit on the cost of sending them out, of course. Yeah. However, if you get a specialised mailing list of people who are definitely all long-term, forget how you get hold of such a list. This is a purely a marketing example, okay? A list of people who've been on antidepressants for the past at least five years, and you were to mail shot those people with sort of specifically tailored, that when they read it to them, will like resonate that's me that's me that's me mm-hmm. you're going to increase your conversion rate to well over 50 percent if that sales letter is good enough for example because you've targeted people that are specific with a specific sales message in a specific way that hits all the emotional hot buttons and that is what the real job of marketing advertising publicity and promotion is yeah social yep. media fine it's an element of but as you said that's mainly about visibility and people thinking yeah. of you when the time comes. In terms of turning them into spending money now, it's got to be so specific to them that they're left with no logical choice, that the the psychologically in pain going, that's me, my life's falling apart, but here's the solution, so that they ring up, and there's no trying to convert them into a client, because when they ring, they're already sold. Yeah. So, I mean, like an example for quitting smoking, we can we can uh, target audiences with uh, Facebook advertising. And me specifically in South Dublin, um, I'd say over 50% of people who come to me for quitting smoking are in their 30s. Mm-hmm. And um, so, you know, we use that knowledge. You, you can target people. But again, you can target the right people and maybe they've expressed an interest via Facebook before through their actions they've expressed an interest in some type of um, help for quitting smoking still so they might uh, they may click on your ad they may um, they may even leave an inquiry Um, but unless they're in that place where they need to make a change um, the nudge them in the right direction certainly i think that um by the time someone inquires that they're already through a few stage 
of that change process going from I don't care I don't need to make a change to maybe I do to maybe I do but I'm going to wait for a long time before I do anything about it to wait a long time to oh maybe I'm going to do something about it I'm going to peep out I'm going to see maybe there's something that I can do and then then uh, we meet the next stage where uh, they've made an inquiry I certainly believe that if I'm talking to somebody at that stage and this is a philosophy that I, I would like franchisees to hold that if I'm talking to them at that stage it's incumbent upon me to have them in my office as soon as possible because they've come through, through a number of ages now they're in a place they're asking for help we need then to to um, we need them to actually give them that help so and there's like there's a process of we, we, we we put them into the pain. We ask them, why do you want to quit? What's how the cigarettes are affecting you? What worries you about? We give them a little chink of light, uh, and then we explain to them a little bit more, give them a more of a, an idea of a solution. Um, once solution, the the way I teach to do it is in that kind of Socratic um, style, or the uh, just getting compliance, getting yeses, and we're getting unconscious yes from them. Um, Generally, I give them an indirect close. Uh, is maybe that's something you like to that you, something you were hoping to hear. Would you like me to have a look or uh, have a look at my diary to see when we have appointments available? It, it, it's a process that works nicely and neatly. Um, so right from the person being at home, maybe not caring about, maybe not thinking about whether they're going to make a change or not. Um, right from there we have a system that throws the net out wide obviously the uh, the filter gets smaller and smaller and what we want is that the filter down here at the very bottom as in clients in your office that we widen that a bit and widen that a bit and widen that a bit uh, essentially giving you a practice that um, you know you can live a good lifestyle with Okay, cool. Um, keep using this term franchise. So that comes with certain legal responsibilities. Mm -hmm. um, well, just for the franchisee, yeah. but also just for you as the franchiser. I think I've got those terms the right way around. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I, I assume you've already taking out the necessary sort of uh, indemnity insurances in the sense that uh, if people are working under a brand that's being marketed to them as a franchise you have a certain level of um, liability in law indemnity wise because they're operating under your umbrella mm -hmm. So um, I'm currently in um, in talks with franchise association here in Dublin, who are obviously linked to the European Franchise Association, who up until uh, the start of the month were uh, probably still are the UK one. Um, um, I, I don't think there's going to be massive changes. Um, um, so I have I have legal advice. I have. Um, a, uh, I have people that are working on this for us. Um, there will be contracts for people to sign. We will be having a chat with people. I will be showing them exactly what um, what they're getting for their um, for the franchise. 
Tea, we will be talking about um, that we're at version 1.0, that we'll soon move to 2.0 and 3.0, and that um, I want to give people just like a, a little taste of what will come on stream further down the line in terms of uh, income for them. Um, we're not 100%, and I'm not claiming to be 100% on exactly where it's going to go. I've, um, I, I understand business a little bit more to realize that we don't know what's around the corner. Um, things like, I mean, a number of years ago, we had no idea Brexit was going to come along. Some people may may have had. But, um, but, so, but I do understand that like business is fluid and that what we've got to be is, is, uh, is understand that it's fluid. Oh, yeah. I know I played devil's advocate here, but I can also say this, Maud. Uh, the franchises I've been involved with from the business side have to evolve as they go along because things do change in the world and in the marketplace. So there is a, a level of involvement as well as you're going along. So I just want to make that clear to viewers at home. If it seems I've been, you know, I've been purposely coming out with all the hard questions, it's for those, but there is that element of involvement that has to take place because the world changes in certain ways. Of course it does. Yeah. 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 And, um, and I suppose, um, like, so, so there's, you could be a therapist working by yourself and you're focused on, you know, your senior clients. And sometimes, and I've had this myself, you're working so hard in the business that you don't get a chance to work on the business. So, a bring a franchise member you have other people working on the business for you on your behalf mm -hmm. so so that latest development so that latest developments in technology we know that that's changing all the time so that there's a the, there's a backroom team already there working on these so i'm not a technology guy i've employed I've, I've i've found a team of really good guys so i have employed the technology guys i've employed the social media guys i've employed the the video guys um so as being part of a, a franchise you have all this team they're working for you so while you're working in your client in your office you've got all these guys working for you on your behalf so all of that stuff so that's being done for you. that's going to appeal to a lot of people i get that excellent I, that's what i hope yeah but in this model, as it were, in the model you put together, and, and please tell me you know this, otherwise this is going to be one of those Dragon's Den moments where I have to do a, a Deborah Mead and then tell you, you really should know your numbers. What are you expecting people? Because you said you'd expect them realistically to be able to earn about two grand a week. Okay. You're not guaranteeing it, but you'd expect them yeah. to realistically be able to earn yeah. £2,000 a week. Now... I'm assuming by that you mean turnover as opposed to profit. Well, no, yeah, I mean, I put it like this, you know, I said like minimum of a thousand is a lower lowball expectation. Like my, my, my clinic in Dublin regularly does four grand a week, sometimes more. But let's just say that 2K is profit then, right? Let's take the attractive end. That's 2K that's profit. Yeah. How many clients mm -hmm. is the franchisee going to have to physically see in that week to, well, I'm sorry, no, we'll say it's turnover because we don't know what the costs are going out on. So we'll just say they take in £2,000. They may have expenses to pay out that, but to take in two thousand pounds, how many clients are they going to have to see in that week? 
They can do that with eight clients. Eight clients. So you're working on a model where they're charging 250 quid for, for a client. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, by the way, for people at home, I'm not criticising that. Because 250 quid, frankly, I think is the minimum end of what people should be charging. Because you attach value to it. So that's good. With smoking clients is higher. With smoking so if, they've, only, if they've got eight clients, we're just working on this eight client. So eight yep. clients, 250, two grand inwards, fair enough. Not all of that may be profit because, you know, they've got about three, six, nine, till and about £312.50 a week of that's got to come out for the franchise fee. Um, plus there'll be other miscellaneous expenses. But still, nonetheless, eight clients. And I'm assuming you're working on a, what, a, how long is a session? In, in the way that you're um, so I mean so generally I would look at um, like a quit smoking session is around about an hour that's 350 um, a session for um, normally I would advise people that to do two, a session for 250 would be two hours two hours so we're talking 16 hours on this eight clients that makes the two grand income. Yeah. It's still expensive to come out of that. Yeah. So 16 hours in realism is two eight-hour days. But that would be working like a complete utter donkey, chucking one out the door, getting the next one in. So in realism, you need to spread that out. Unless you want your work-life balance to be ridiculous, you need to be spreading that out over at least two and a half days. To allow yourself time to go to the toilet, have lunch, uh, have a bit of a rest between right. clients Bring to be on your best. Yeah? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, even on a, on a nine-to-five model, and we know that we're not going to, with hypnotherapy, you're not going to work it nine-to-five because you want to give an opportunity for clients to come perhaps in an evening or a weekend and stuff to capitalise. But let's just say a nine-to-five model for this talking it through example, and you only want to work a maximum... <laughs> excuse me say four days a week because you actually want an improvement in your work-life balance by going self-employed that would mean of the four days you're going to work two and a half are taken up treating these uh eight clients and the gaps in between that still leaves a day and a half in this example four day week work model why don't people just use that day and a half so they're still only working four days a week to market themselves um, where if they do it intelligently, they will not even need to spend £312.50 or whatever it works out per week to a franchise. Yeah. Um, so first of all, uh, I think they will. They'll need to spend a lot more than that. Uh, I think uh, with the price of Google Ads, you mentioned earlier, you spend like, what, 12 12 12 grand some weeks or, or 12 grand a month or something. That's selling products. Uh, but you know what? In terms of getting clients, I actually would advise people not to even bother with Google Ads. There's far cheaper ways to make far more money and get bigger return on investment than Google Ads or Facebook Ads. So, um, well, certainly the model that I use that works here, um, Google Ads is a part of it. Some of the other things I mentioned around like um, building uh, building publicity and all that as part of 
Um, they'll bring in a lot of people, referrals bring in a lot of people. Um, we'll talk to people about like going out to local doctors, going out to local influencers. So there's lots of different things. And I've, um, as you know, I have um, studied your own bootcamp course. So there's lots of wonderful things out of that borrowed. Um, there's um, like, you know, a person can, of course, they can decide, you know, what, I, I'm going to take that time. I'm going to do it myself. People will. The franchise isn't for everyone. But in terms of um, the time and effort that you got to spend, if especially if you're, you're a novice, learning how to do this, um, the mistakes that you got to um, like to yourself, even to myself, I've made the mistakes. I've learned the hard yards. Mm -hmm. So and, and it's taken a lot of pain. All of that learning has taken a lot of pain. And from all those mistakes and all of that pain, I've got to a place here where I've got a system that works really, really well. Um, so for anyone starting out there, yeah, absolutely, they could go and do it themselves. A hundred percent, I believe that they can. I also hundred percent believe that there's going to be a lot of pain, pain a lot of lessons. The franchise, all, what it does for people is just, it, it does all of that stuff for you. So if all of that is a head model to you, if all of that is just, I don't, I don't know where I don't know what to do. I don't know what works. I don't know uh, who I'd even call. I don't know how to create a Google ad. Maybe that's going to take a lot of learning. Maybe people are technically minded. So all of that stuff is taken, uh, all of that job is taken from you. And it's a lot of work and it's a lot of time. Not all unquestionably, for some people watching this, this will be the perfect solution for them. Just like oh. anything in life. Um, you know, for, in terms of this franchise idea you're offering for some people, it will be ideal for them and vice versa. Now, by vice versa, I mean, this is me playing devil's advocate from a, a different angle. So somebody signs up for yeah. your franchise. They're all very happy with it. This is this isn't actually about the franchise, although it is because if they've signed up to your franchise, they've got to sign a contract with you. Mm -hmm. And with my experience of franchise contracts, I know that they sh will be or should be within that contract. Certain clauses are in terms of brand uh, reputation, protection and management. Yeah, absolutely. OK, so I'm going to give a hypothetical example and you tell me how this would be dealt with by your company as a, a, a franchise provider. Let's imagine yeah. I joined your franchise, yeah? Yep. And I'm one of your franchisees, but me, Alex Smith, has also gone and bought Jonathan Royal's Elite Hypnosis Bootcamp. And I've gone and I've studied secrets of hypnotic success, how to get television, radio, newspaper, and magazine publicity. And I follow the proven plan in there that Jonathan Royals used with these famous names, television hypnotists and life coaches that you can see him pictured with on the internet. And I come up with an angle for a story and I go to the national press and lo and behold, I submit this on Monday morning, Tuesday morning, it appears. Um, Hypnotics, um, Alex Smith, hypnotherapist, um, is having amazing results. Help lap dancers increase the size of their tits. Turn to page three to see the massive mammaries of Maria 
from Merseyside. Um, right? Now, that's not as daft as it sounds, because I did practically that in about 1994 with the Sun newspaper here in England. But let's just say this is happening now. Um, so that happens. And then, as happens these days online, all the other papers take it. And before you know it, worldwide, it's on websites galore that um, Alex Smith, a franchisee of results-focused hypnotherapy, uh, you know, is helping lap dancers increase their breast size so they've got massive mammaries like Marie from Merseyside. And there's pictures everywhere of her with her tits out um, being linked with the brand name Results Focused Hypnotherapy. Now, frankly, from my point of view, I'm going to make shitloads of money because I'm the one who got most of the publicity. There will mm -hmm. be, frankly, from my point of view, a positive knock-on effect for result-focused hypnotherapist franchisees in that the suggestion is there that other ones of them will be able to help women increase their breast size and it will mm -hmm. create clients. But playing devil's advocate with myself, there are going to be a lot of people offended by that type of story or sensationalization of things. And... A lot of franchisees will be offended and naffed off that the name of something they're paying a license fee for has been brought into disrepute. So yes. as the franchisor, with such provisions accounted for in the written contract, no doubt, how would you handle that? Um, I suppose, I mean, legally, um, like legally i'm not a legal expert so i'd ask my legal team um if there's um if if regulatory um is like if someone steps out of line in the moral and ethical codes then uh, there's an issue um you can stop not. anyone from doing anything as a franchisee as long as it's clearly laid out and in the contract what they can and can't do and that um it abides by all elements of the Unfair Contracts Act 1974. As long as it is a completely fair contract and it clearly lays out what they can and can't do, what is considered to bring a company into disrepute or not, then yeah. um, if they do something that falls foul of that contract, uh, you can terminate their franchise immediately mate, and make such known if you so desired. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. If if someone well, would you foul, in that circumstance? Is the question: Would you, in an example like that, an example like that? Well, so I think it's very important for us to protect um, the name of hypnotherapy, especially if we're going to be a, a large group operating within it. I think it's very important to protect it. I think there's a whole lot of stuff out there that okay, people. Okay, but in the exact see, direct example I've given you. In the context of yeah. that direct example, would you terminate the franchisee's agreement? I'm Assuming not sure the contract had been written in the first I'm, place, right? I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure I would, to be honest. Um, okay. I, I think there's probably room for things like three strikes, uh, if there's a certain specific strike. I, I'm not sure that I would. Um, I guess as part of this, so like lots of therapists out there claim to be a marketing expert i don't claim to be a legal expert i i guess i would just have to defer to a legal team sit down and have a chat with them and decide you know 
the impact on the company of this? Um, was it, um, you know, what was it? Uh, uh, someone gone rogue and bringing the name of the company into dispute? If it is, um, what's our legal standpoint? I guess, I mean, I think I'm quite fluid on that. Let me give you another example. And let's say you have got the provisions there for, you know, damage, uh, reputation, management and whatnot. Let's say that I have been treating lap dancers and genuinely helping them increase their breast size. Or at least give them more confidence in themselves so that they feel more confident in what they're doing. And I've not approached the press. I haven't approached the press, but yep. one of my clients turns out to be a very famous page three girl, and I've not, in, and I've also not encouraged her to tell anyone about this. But she yep. goes away. She's doing a photo shoot. Um, the cameraman from whatever red top paper goes, or, or you know, girly mag goes. Oh, you seem so much more vibrant and confident. What, what's going on? And she mentions, oh, I've seen um you know this hypnotherapist and the huge results focused hypnotherapy and i feel so much better and next thing you know the photographer goes away as they do with these things and they write the little bit of blurb that they do that goes with the photos um for those who've never seen page three in the red tops there's always some ridiculous stuff about how you know Marie from Merseyside is studying for a, a degree in quantum physics. It's, so they've got an excuse to stick her in a motorboat. God knows. Oh, did somewhere in the magazine? So I'm told. And he decides to take this snippet of information that has been told by Marie from Merseyside and bang in. Since I last worked with Marie from Merseyside, her massive memories have got bigger thanks to results-focused hypnotherapy. Um, after investigation, you know, we might ring her up after and ask what was the name of the hypnotist. So, and she said, oh, yeah. it was Jonathan Royal, whatever, right? Or Cormac Colloran. So he then butts in. Apparently, the, uh, you know, Marie went to see Mucky Svengali, yeah. Cormac Colloran. Yeah. This is the way that these tabloids okay. write things up. Yeah. I've had, or you've had, no involvement in making that suddenly end up appearing and going viral on the internet yeah. i get it yeah i get it that, and hence my, with no control I, it gets written up in a way that yeah. mucky svengali this yeah that, you know um which perceptively to anyone else seeing it outside of that sphere would arguably be bringing results focused hypnotherapy into disrepute because of the way um, it was written up. So, so how, how would I how would I uh, deal yeah. with that with, with Jonathan? Oh, I mean, it's not Jonathan's fault, is it? In fact, no, but it could Jan- it could perceptively was, be causing was, harm to your brand. And as a franchiser, yeah. you've got to protect yeah. your franchisees as a yeah. whole, which sadly means yeah. sometimes I think, I think we'd we'd have to manage. Yeah, so I I think we'd have to manage the situation rather than managing the hypnotherapist. The hypnotherapist just have something give someone confidence. How are you? How are you so, going to manage that situation? Because honestly, yeah. you not you can't manage that situation. So 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 here's the thing, right? It's too late. It's already gone in the media. It's already gone viral. Mucky, yeah. hypnotist. What's it? So, use result focused hypnosis. Fine. Like so, there's some things that you can control, and there's other things that you can't control. And there's something outside of your control. You're not wasting your time trying to control it. So. 
<laughs> if something like that happened and you were asked for um you know a a, 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 a an opinion on it i mean the f- fact one of our hypnotherapists worked with a person, give her confidence. Whatever she does with that confidence is her business. It's not something that we need to be getting ourselves involved in. Um, you know, like, I mean, the same thing, like someone could buy a car from, from, from Ford. They could go and do, use that car and drive into a crowd of people. That's not like, you can't go over to Ford and say, uh, you know, your, your car, your company's brought it to disrepute because this guy drove it into a lot of people. Um, it's the same thing as, you know, with hypnosis. It's quite powerful. We do things with it whatever the person goes and chooses to do themselves with it that's their business if that impacts on our business in some way um all we do is just be genuine and kind of and say well you know the, the same thing like it's um you know all, all we're doing is giving some confidence but they add us up to themselves I, I think that um i think a situation like that you know like, I, I think you it, honestly the way my head is thinking, I think you could turn that into an advantage. Absolutely. So do I, personally, but I just wanted to ask yeah. you from the point of view of a uh, fact, it's refreshing to hear that because I won't mention names, but you know, a lot of these respectable hypnotherapy organizations that you pay your yearly fee to, were that kind of scenario to occur, you'd likely get thrown out. Um, well, not likely, I know you most likely. It's more like definitely would, because if they had been mentioned, because they don't want any connection with anything like that. Just well, also the same, another example, franchisees. Is this going to be available not just to hypnotherapists, but people who do hypnotherapy and stage hypnosis? Because these respectable bodies, if they find out you're doing stage hypnosis shows, you can't be a member of these winky-wanky boys clubs if you do stage hypnosis shows. You are the devil's son or daughter. No, 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 no. <laughs> like, if someone is going and doing hypnosis shows, oh, fair play to them. I mean, that's pretty good. Um, if they're, all I'm cons- concerned about is, is they're, uh, if they're a competent uh, therapist and if they're willing to improve. That go do the shows, whatever you like. Go do shows, entertain people, uh, do a show, a show for charity every now and again. That's a refreshing oh, view. That's good. That's actually good to hear because that's a refreshing view, you know, especially because that and that it's also congruent with the idea that you want to help people rather than restricting them, as uh, I think a lot of these boy clubs actually do hold people back. I think, yeah, yeah, no, I don't like. That. I think, you know, our whole thing in hypnosis isn't it to empower people. Like. You, your weather must be much better than ours because you suddenly got a lot of sun come through the window, and I wish I was the rain. Beautifully sunny out there. It's a little bit windy, but it's nice, clear skies. So excellent. Look, I've dragged you over the coals, metaphorically speaking, but I have played devil's advocate, and you've handled it yes. incredibly well, which uh, thank you and respect to you for answering the questions. Uh, it's a joy to hear that you will not discriminate against people who also do stage hypnosis. That is very refreshing. It is a joy that you are foresighted enough to see that things that at first sight can look like a media screw-up in the context of what we talked about, can actually be advantageous in the long term. Um, And especially because the world is changing so much, 
it needs somebody with their eyes open who's aware enough and um, open-minded enough to embrace those changes. So thank you. People watching this who want to find out more, who want to get in contact with you, perhaps come to one of the free taster days that I know you're setting up out there. Can you tell them a little bit more and where to go, where to visit and how to get hold of you? So um, if you go to resultsfocusedhypnosis.com, um, at the moment there's a little area where you can contact us. That's the best place right now. Contact us. Uh, send us um, just a message of interest if you're interested in uh, a franchise holder. Um, I will then come back to you over the coming days and, uh, and tell you about the next steps. Um, there are... Uh, I'm running, I think you may have seen online, I'm running a hypnosis masterclass series in Dublin. I will be um, putting a live stream of that. So the best thing is, if you set, send us a message on resultsfocusedhypnosis.com. Tell us if you're interested in attending the live stream of the hypnosis masterclass. Um, we can help you with that. If you are interested in having a, a franchise in your area, we can help you with that. Your area will be geographically uh, protected, so we're not going to put people right in beside each other. We oh, have I've got all to ask you that. Uh, yeah, excellent. That's yeah. one question I need to ask you before you give, really plug the website and everything. Because I've forgotten, but you've reminded me. Geographically protected area, which obviously is what a franchise is. But, I mean, how can you possibly enforce that in this day and age when... You can treat people via Skype video call or Zoom video call, which means, you know, your person in Birmingham could get direct inquiries from people in Manchester and arrange to see them via Zoom video call. That, that, I, I, I think that's okay. I think um, what we're going to focus on is we look at population size. Uh, obviously, all of the information is, is there at a click of a, click of a button. So we can literally put, drop a pin in a map and see what mm. the population is 10, 12 miles around them. Uh, so you'll be protected with that. If, if, if you're in Birmingham and someone from Manchester contacts you and says, I want to do it over Skype, then I think you get to deal with that person over Skype. I, I, I Personally, I think that's fine. I don't know if that's something that might come up as a teething problem along the way. I don't envisage it. So you're not, you're not, you're not restricting someone's area in a franchise manner, then, are you? Well, so, so, um, what, what would someone do in Manchester? They would typically Google hypnotherapy Manchester. And um, therefore, the person that's in Manchester should come up. If they're Googling hypnotherapy if they're in Manchester and they're Googling hypnotherapy Birmingham, uh, maybe it's because they want to travel down there. I don't know. Trust me, maybe unless you're you paying for your franchisees to have Google AdWords for Manchester that they're going to be paying in the rounds of, or rather you are, if you're saying they're providing that's part of the franchise, where you're going to be paying in excess of £5 a click, I'm telling mm -hmm. you now, your chances of your site, their site, being clicked especially because it will show up as being a paid advert one rather than being in the top 10 listing, are very minimal to say the least. Because I know most of the people mm -hmm. who will currently show up on the first two pages of Google without paying for adverts, let alone paying for adverts, which is even more yep. difficult, as you know. And a lot of them so, do not live in Manchester. They're getting clients to visit them in Birmingham or do it over Zoom. That's what you're up so, against. 
Yeah, so, so, so again, so let's say there's 15, 20 people, 30 people in the UK. Now, um, we will have an onus on everyone um, maybe two or three times a year just to write. So that is 90 blogs. This is the kind of thing that Google likes to move you quickly up the list. So we're going to use the power of many. So rather than one person on their own spending hours writing blogs every evening, so they've got lots of blogs, so that Google moves them up the organic list, we got lots of people in a few blogs. And we show them how to write it. We show them how to, or in fact, what we do is we get them to write it. We send them to, to my guard, Katrina, who Katrina then looks and she just keywords it all. So she does the keyword part of it for you. She gives you advice on what you what you could be writing if you want advice. So now you've got like you can have 10, 15 blogs a month building up the activity on this website. So that we're moving up, we're moving up. And again, it's just using the power of the money against the little. It's um, again when I talk about 1.0 versus 2.0 versus 3.0, the position that the franchise is in right now compared to the position it would be in a year's time and three years time and five years time are completely different so that once you have the power of the money and you leverage that with time mm -hmm. now you're now you've got something colossal that's building and building and building but and the true reality of it is early. That you cannot guarantee somebody an exclusive geographic area in a conventional franchise manner can you you know, this wheelie clean business, for example, that I mentioned earlier, would say that I could operate in postcodes of, and I'd get the list of them, and it'd be maybe Rochdale, Bury, Middleton, it'd be what would be called a certain area of Manchester, okay? Whereas somebody else would get certain other postcodes, and that would be the south side of Manchester, and a final person might get these other postcodes. They need more of them because there's less population in that area to make it fair. So they get the other two quarters yeah. of the pie, so to speak. And that's how the basic, you know, basic franchise normally works. And were someone to contact me and say, come and clean my wheelie bin uh, in postcode, whatever, I'd have to go, no, you need to contact this person because he's got the license for that area. Yes, it's impossible yes. for you to enforce that with this, isn't it? Because of Zoom and Skype, video, online therapy sessions. Um, the entire world is a potential. And if you are restricting it to their geographic area, the only way you can do that legally is to say they can only take clients from that area, which means you're going to have to rule out them ever doing any online video sessions um, because... That potentially means they could be taking clients from all over the world. Most of most of my clients, um, the vast majority of my clients, come to see me in Dublin. Um, I think people like that. I think people like to come and meet the person. I think there's, there's still that. That would be very much down to your marketing, law, won't it? Because in fairness, yeah. I know the vast majority of clients I see. Yes, some do physically travel from all over the world to me in Rochdale in Greater Manchester or pay for me to go to them. But the largest majority are done via Skype or Facebook video call or Zoom video call. And they can be anywhere in the world um, because my stuff's tailored that way so that when people contact me, they'll bend over backwards to be treated by me because they've already made the buying decision before they even pick up the phone. Mm hmm. 
So how are you going to police um, that? Because if you can't police that, it's not a franchise, is it? In the conventional. Yeah, so term. again, again, there's um, there's going to be feeding problems. Um, the the main kind of um, thrust that I'm looking at in the main marketing model is that people will be coming into you, coming into your clinic, um, especially for the first session if they want to do it from Skype and all that after that. Uh, that can happen. But the main idea, the thrust is that people will be coming into you. Um, it's pretty much like, so I'm sure that will happen from time to time. Like typically, um, like I've, I've worked in a similar franchise model here in Ireland. I had one for South Dublin. I saw what worked well, what didn't work well. I've seen the limitations. I've seen how we can bring it like to a whole new level. So that's, uh, I've had my learning experience there. And we have had time someone would contact you and someone might contact you from 50 miles away and there's another person there and we say to them in that case say oh, actually there's someone in your area so we do that someone in your area you're, you're better to go to them um well, so I I'm think be, are you saying just a minute you're saying you do that are you saying that the phone calls and inquiries come through to you as the franchiser and not to the franchisee originally are you policing those inquiries just ask me that again. Am I policing every inquiry? Are you that saying that any inquiries, whether via email or telephone, are going yeah. to you, the franchise who created the franchise, or yeah. source not going to the franchisee? Are you policing them, in other words, and then sending no, no, them no, in the no. right direction? I'm, set, I'm setting up a system so that, um, so for example, if someone picks up the phone and rings the uh, an operator that will call the phone, they're trained, uh, that'll answer the phone. The operator is trained to say that there's no therapist ready at the moment, available at the moment. Tell me what area you're in and I'll have a therapist call you as soon as possible. So it'll go so out there and promise So you are policing it then? In franchise, well, well, you're guess, policing it. You're, 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 yeah. The inquiries that come in for Birmingham get sent to Birmingham, so you're making yes. sure that inquiries for Nottingham um oh sorry say wolverhampton that's not far from birmingham yeah. and not being sent to birmingham they're being sent to the wolverhampton franchise yeah 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 so there's, there's a, system, a system in place that will do all of that yeah absolutely yeah someone right. makes calls where are you yeah okay so in that degree you are protecting the franchise area postcode area that they get given yeah. now that we've dug a bit yeah. more but that doesn't stop them from necessarily being approached on social media, does it? Directly and um, taking no. on board clients from other geographic areas, does it? So, so like someone, for example, in uh, in Wolverhampton will have results focused hypnosis Wolverhampton Facebook page and and and, and an Instagram page. And that doesn't so mean that only people will, uh, from Wolverhampton are going to contact them, though, does it? Of course it isn't. So someone in, in, in Birmingham or Manchester could could contact uh, you um, via your Facebook page. That can happen, yeah. And um, if if that happens, that means that the efforts that your Facebook page um, is creating has has uh, has brought in that person. Now we will show the people in Wolverhampton how to um, target just their area, and we will prohibit them from targeting other areas. Um, because the other area outside of the area is protected, so you're not allowed to target. So how can you play? How can you place that? 
Are you going to have insight yeah. control? Are you going to have access to the passwords to their yeah, yeah. Facebook so, pages? So an administrator on a page owned by the franchise. Ah. Yeah, and, and, and run by our Facebook guy. Right. So if they do want to boost ads, they're going to have to pay money to you, not Facebook, because you as the administrators are going to have to pay it to Facebook for the boosting. So if they want to, um, no, no, as, no, they are as administrator. They are able to boost their own ads. Okay. They can, do, they can do a boost. I'm not 100%. If, it's, if, they need to, uh, if it needs to come via us, it comes via us. But I think they can boost their own. I think there's a... There's, I'm pretty sure there's um, a facility that they can boost as an admin. Well, no, if you've got control of the page, you might put them on as an admin, but whoever is the owner of the page, I do, like, I've got, say, 20 different pages. I've got more than that, but I've got yeah. 20 different pages. It doesn't matter who, and I've got different admins on some of them, but ultimately if one of those yeah. admins was to boost a post, it is going to be my credit card as the owner of all those pages that gets charged by, by Facebook. So if you set them up so that you've got the franchise yeah, yeah. control, you're going to get charged by Facebook for the ads, which means obviously you're going to need the franchise to pay you. You can add cards. So you you can add different cards, and like what we have is a we we have a guy that's just managing Facebook for us all the time. So all of that, I'm not the expert on it either. I've got a guy that is an expert. He'll take care of all of that. Now if there's any little things that need to be ironed out as we go along, that'll happen. Okay, cool. Because, you know, if, if your major selling point is we're making life easier for you, the more things that come along that interfere with that ease. I think, yeah, I think things will will pop up. Like, that's just life. That's just business. And, you know, we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll, we'll, um, we've we've got in, in, in the areas that can, uh, that can uh, figure out these things straight away. Cool. Well, I would hope that you have very few questions that I've not thought of as a viewer of this, which would mean that if at this stage you think getting said help and assistance would be beneficial to you, that you're not going to need to ask any of the questions that have been asked in the past hour and 20 minutes or so. All you'll need to do is click on the link below this video, resultsfocusedhypnotherapy.com. Hypnosis. Let me make a note of that because I've got to type this in a minute. Oh, it's all right. I did write it down right. I want to type it. It will be resultsfocusedhypnosis.com and then uh, email or give Cormac uh, a ring and uh, take things to the next stage. Perhaps go to one of those. And now I'll let you finish this off. Go back on track. I won't interrupt you. I promise uh, yeah. about the fact you've got these days coming up. Yeah, and, and you can also um, find me, uh, I, I think. Um, Jonathan, you can put my full name, Cormac Collar, and maybe on the video. Send me on Facebook either. That's easy too. Send me yeah, a message yeah. on Facebook. The, the Hypno Masterclass series. Um, so it's on next Wednesday the 26th at 7pm uh, and the following Wednesday the 4th. Within that, I'm just going to essentially pull in the curtain back and giving you a behind-the-scenes view at the types of processes that I use in my clinic every day. Um, I'm going to teach you a an induction that you definitely haven't seen before that's been developed by me the clinic every day. Um, I'm going to teach you a process that I use for quitting smoking, a five-step process. I'm going to teach you um, 
never diet again process uh, approach to permanent weight loss, um, how to deal with your clients around anxiety. So what I'm doing is I'm not going to teach you in depth in the masterclass area. I'm going to give you um, like like frameworks um, for what we do. The, the class series is um, there is going to be live training in Dublin as a result of this. So for a lot of UK or US visitors, that might not be appropriate for you. You may not be able to come to Dublin for that. Um, if you do want or if you want to find out a little bit more, absolutely let me know. But if you want to just join in on that masterclass series, let me know via resultsfocushypnosis.com or send me a messenger on Facebook or and I'll be able to send you a link so that you can tune in live in the evening. Excellent. The link will be right below this video on YouTube. It'll also be below this video on Facebook when it goes up there live today, which for the record is the 20th of February 2020. So if you're seeing this in years to come, those masterclasses may have already taken place. However, the website will still be live. You'll still be able to contact Cormac and I'm sure we'll have other events uh, taking place so you can check on, on dates and things. Don't be but off from contacting him. So thanks once again, everyone, for tuning in. Thank you, Cormac, for handling things so wonderfully. Respect yeah, yourself. And for the great questions. This will uh, go live. I'm going to literally go and make a brew, and then I will get this up. So by uh, within the next couple of hours, you should find that I have tagged you on Facebook, and this will go live on hypnosisweek.com, where you can join us every week for new interviews. Thanks again, Carmack. Thank you, viewers. Brilliant. Bye for now. Thank you. Uh...